Welcome to Nature Back podcast of Single Earth. In this series, we are talking with investors about their vision of the new green world. My name is Tarma Virki, and in this episode four, I'm talking with uh, Terhi Vapola from Helen Ventures, how the Finnish investment fund is uh, looking on changing the world. Enjoy the show. Thank you, Terhi, for finding time to speak with us today. Um, let's talk a little bit about Helen Ventures. Uh, I think people in outside in the world, in Helsinki, everybody knows what's Helen, but uh, I'm sure there are still a few people outside in the world that have n- not heard of Helen Ventures at all yet. Sure. So Helen Ventures uh, is the investment arm of Helen, the energy company here in Finland. And uh, we uh, focus on investing into energy transition and climate tech. So if you think about the energy being uh, one of the biggest elements in order to, to address uh, our our goals to go into net zero and uh, and looking at the, the capabilities to find and the areas where we need to find solutions for. So that's where we work on. So, so we are uh, focusing on investing in early phase startups so we can go from... Uh, seed all the way to series b in syndication uh the ticket size uh, up to three million euros and uh, in terms of geography we focus on the entire europe and uh, israel and uh, in this field we are especially interested in the digital uh, technologies so so that's the angle what we have for for addressing this issue mm. I think in general it's uh, so much easier to be a digital startup than uh, analog startup right That's certainly true. And here I, I would, of course, be the first to admit that in order to address the climate change, we need absolutely both. So, so I I really think that uh, we have like two parallel streams, which we need to do, which is one is the physical world, uh, getting the uh, CO2 captured and getting the CO2 from not getting into the atmosphere. Uh, and uh, And then we have solutions which can help us to to optimize it and uh, and maximize uh, the the renewable uses and balance the grid and uh, provide the different kinds of things what you need to do in order to be as efficient as possible uh, but uh, but um, the digital always works on top of uh, in in this kind of context what we are discussing mm-hmm. it's uh, it's uh, working on top of something real so be it uh, be it uh, industrial, be it, uh, be it something to do with uh, the nature or whatever, but uh, it, it does uh, have a direct linkage into into the real world. Mm. Uh, I think on the CO2 emission level, you guys at the kind of parent company level did some big decisions last year, right? Yeah, that's correct. So, so Helen being one of the biggest uh, energy companies here and being uh, in multiple different kinds of uh, generation uh, capabilities or, or generation technologies, basically. So, so has done really uh, very advanced decisions now to to really focus on on the renewables and also uh, cutting off and uh, having the definite timing and actually fastening the timeline to go into uh, into not using coal, for example. So, so these are these are of course uh, the fundable parts of uh, us uh, and especially from the mother company's perspective taking those steps mm. into into the the energy transition mm. i used to live for a few decades in helsinki and i do remember those massive piles of coal almost in the in downtown which uh, yeah. th- it looks really weird when the in a country which tries to profile itself as a really green and uh, kind of energy efficient and going forward and so on so uh, i think yeah. th- i think the world definitely thanks for that decision 
And that's a big impact on uh, what can be done. So, so making those decisions and, uh, and moving forward and having the technological capabilities and investing in technologies which can help us to, to take it forward is super important. Mm. Uh, in your uh, kind of 2021 uh, uh, wrap-up blog, you uh, headlined it, let's lead that change we wish to see in the world. Tell us a little bit, you know, how Helen is, uh, or Helen Ventures especially, is trying to lead that change. So, so what we want to do is is work with uh, the most uh, innovative startups. Uh, so I think that uh, for us, uh, working with people who don't just talk, uh, I think there's plenty of talks and has been for a long time. What we need to do is actually get those things done. And uh, and uh, of course, it requires uh, when we are dealing with this kind of uh, like uh, systemic change. So there's no silver bullet which can solve it all, but you need plenty of solutions which take you into the di- right direction. And at the end, uh, it, it is really the people who make it happen. So the, the inventors, uh, the product developers, the salespeople, you know, all of the people who actually uh, like uh, realize the vision into, into something concrete and get it scalable and, and get it out in there as quickly as possible so that we can supercharge the future, which we want to get into. And there, of course, we want to be to, to support uh, that development in, in the market. Mm. The uh, tell us, uh, you know, what have been the I don't know your your kind of most prominent investments today, or or what kind of uh, you know from your portfolio, what kind of companies would you kind of want to pick out to show that these guys are doing exactly the right thing? Yeah, so I think uh, um, like uh, of course, as an investor, I love all of my trials, if you may. So it's hard to pick, but I'll just give you an example of what we uh, we have in the portfolio. So, so if you think about the uh, like direct CO2 redu- reduction, so so there we are uh, having a company called Radiant, a Dutch company, which is working on the district heating network, uh, digital twin and AI optimization. So we like the AI optimization and digital twin, so it's a digital angle. And what they do is basically having much better model of what this uh, uh, this network is all uh, like knowing the last house and how much water you need to warm to get there so that it's going to be warm and especially this winter time uh, we appreciate the fact that the houses are going to be warm so so but uh, when you know it more accurately how the network behaves uh, you can be able to lower the temperature of the, the water which goes into the pipeline and has direct uh, co2 reduction impact so so this is like the most uh, you could say most concrete in that sense mm. but then if you look at the the issues like uh, we, for example uh, we have uh, special interest in the ev charging uh, mm. startups so we have companies like virta in our portfolio we have ecog and encharge from from germany so if you think about the whole systemic change which is happening and we see it happening now so that uh, the entire transport sector is under uh, also a transition and leading towards uh, uh, the capabilities of having the, the cars to be electrified. And of course, we see the OEMs already making such a big impact in terms of uh, starting to produce those in mass volume. So, so there, we are especially interested in uh, the charging network side of things. So how to make sure that those cars, uh, you know, you can trust you get them charged and uh, mm-hmm. and then how to like uh, look, look at solutions to, to build in there also from, from the digital perspective. Mm-hmm. So 
there, maybe those uh, could be some of the examples. Mm. And also, I think there is a really interesting part of, uh, with this EV EV charging networks. The uh, the kind of reverse loop that the car batteries could be used as for their reserve power. How much mm, is exactly. that hap- is that happening already, or how far is that? Uh, the bi-directional charging is a great opportunity. Uh, so, so what we are doing basically at this stage is that the the car's EV uh, charging uh, gets the batteries of the cars charged. Uh, but then, if you think about the whole like systemic change on the um, the the renewables and energy production, we start to have more sun and uh, and wind mm-hmm. being the drivers of when the electricity is produced. And uh, and then, if you think about the the fact that you need to have uh, uh, the constant uh, supply and demand be matched. So, so you need to have solutions for uh, the rainy days or or the days when it's not uh, sunny nor windy. And uh, what mm-hmm. do you do? So you can use uh, uh, like uh, storage systems. And one of the biggest storage systems which is out there in the future is going to be actually the batteries of the car. Mm-hmm. So, so being able to use those to balance uh, the the grid uh, requirements. So basically, how to balance it today is basically managing demand and supply. And uh, here, the, the opportunity is really to be able to have the supply uh, from from these uh, vehicles which are out there. So so, so mm. that's a tremendous opportunity going forward. Mm. And the, you asked about the status. So, so status is such that those pilots are are taking place as okay. we speak. So, okay. so that, that, that's, uh, of mm. course, not uh, you need to have uh, the, the adaption of the EV charging uh, taking place even further to, to really balance it. Uh, but uh, but the, the steps into that, uh, that are uh, like real today mm. already. That's uh, good news, definitely. Uh, the... Uh, about this, uh, the first startup you mentioned, the district heating optimization company. Um, I mean, are they in action already or how far are they? Yeah, yeah, they are in action already. So mm. they are in, in multiple accounts or multiple networks already. Mm. And then, of course, uh, the other thing you could also add in here is also kind of understanding the the, the effect of the climate change. So, so if you think about uh, what we see already, like we discussed about the winters in, in Estonia or Finland, not being quite the same as they used to be. So the, the whole climate change, we already, uh, so, so of course we need to work as much as we can to, to uh, stop it. Uh, but, but at the same time, also you need to uh, take some uh, cases of uh, what happens in the world when some of those effect, mm. effects take place. And, uh, and they're like being able to monitor things. So, so what we are working on, we have uh, two companies in the monitoring and uh, inside field so think outside which is working on a hydropower uh, industry mm-hmm. to understand uh, the amount of water in the snow and being more accurate so that again you have a balancing power of uh, of the water and the hydro uh, to to kind of when uh, the wind and solar is not happening you can use that and being more accurate on 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 when and how much of the you can say raw material you have and then LiveVO being our, our German company working on satellite technology so again, the AI uh, using the satellite data to be able to see, for example, the issues like a grid, uh, so the Christie grid. Mm. So if you have a storm coming up and uh, and whether you have uh, the risk of some of the trees falling onto the lines, for example. Mm. So being able 
predict uh, like vegetation management issues before they happen mm. so that's what they those guys are doing mm. so so you also have that kind of a uh, you could say uh, not direct uh, climate but it has an impact on on this field Absolutely. where where you take it into account mm. please send them over to estonia uh, with a <laughs> with the latest uh, storm i had at my home the power outage of just 28 hours so uh, <laughs> so maybe a little bit of help of kind of uh, yeah, predicting sorry, not, this yeah uh, not preventing uh, that from not happening so that those trees would have been cut earlier so that you would have seen that they are in the in the too close to the uh, the grid mm. for example mm. and that would have been huge benefit for the people and of course huge saving for for the, the power companies uh, the, yes yes so, uh, and uh, with the climate change, we, we know that in our part of the world, uh, extreme weather events are kind of set to increase on a, on a, on a you know, uh, ab- abnormal scale. So uh, yeah. it's not going to get easier. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you speak a little bit about kind of the bigger field of uh, green investments, how do you see mm. this field developing? Uh, I, I, I kind of, I'm kind of listening from different directions and, and hearing uh, about the massive boom, how there is so much interest in the investors in this field. And some people even speak that there's a lack of startups doing interesting stuff or at least lack of credible startups. Mm. Uh, how do mm. you see this kind of the green investment boom going? Uh, I would certainly say that the, the climate tech investment is now in fashion. So, so that uh, I would uh, also agree to. Uh, but I think that uh, it's a fundament. So if you think about the existence uh, existential crisis, what we are dealing with, uh, we need to find the solutions. And uh, and then at the same time, uh, if you look at the regulatory changes and the amount of uh, like Green Deal and the amount of public uh, support into making uh, making money available, for for the actions which can help us to address it, uh, I think it's a fantastic thing. I think that uh, also at the same time uh, we need those uh, startups, as, as I said earlier, who can not just talk uh, but actually execute and and drive the change we want to see. So so uh, the money alone uh, is only a very small part of uh, the equation to to solve it. I think the biggest part is to to actually understand the systemic nature and being able to address uh, the the right things which actually make a difference and uh, and having the skills and and uh, persuasion to to actually make it happen if you if you look at it from the entrepreneur's side if somebody wants to tackle those challenges what would be your recommendation how to start or where to start from or or that's that's a very broad question. So I think that it always depends on the person. So so I think that uh, as an entrepreneur, and maybe I'll take like a step back. Uh, mm-hmm. So so you need to have passion for what you're doing. You need to have enough of understanding so that you can actually solve it. You need to be super smart so that you can address something which uh, which others are considered difficult, and you can forecast how things will pan out earlier, so that you are there at the right spot at the right time, uh, and. Uh, but I think the uh, the the biggest issue is that in any field, I think this is not just in the climate tech or or energy transition, but in any field, that uh, you have a persuasion to to <laughs> get up every single time you find that okay, I can't do this. I saw this uh, uh, cartoon in one point where you said, said like okay, what is the startup? So there was this guy with the rock, which was much bigger than the guy, and he was taking it like black slope upwards. <laughs> 
and uh, and that's kind of thing what you need to be uh, willing to do and uh, and uh, and then of course it obviously says that uh, you need to have uh, like a joining forces so having people to to join your uh, task to to actually make it happen and uh, and again i think one of the things also is like uh, being visionary is great uh, but uh, being able to to work on something which is actionable uh, so that you can take it into the market and make a difference now is uh, probably the most most valuable thing so so i think uh, you need to work on both areas so of course you need to work on you know breakthrough technologies as well uh, but i think we need a uh, quick a quick solutions also and uh, and then as i said uh, one solution so not not one solution solves it all in the short term so so therefore uh, having having a solution which addresses some part to take it forward mm. because uh, the the challenge is how would i say enormous so exactly so uh there is a room for uh, a lot of companies to de- develop you know parts in that system to make it work really exactly exactly and then it goes into what is your expertise so how how can you add value mm. and what is the uniqueness about the solution and uh is the problem of course always uh, the problem must be real and big enough uh, worthwhile using your effort because mm. it's so hard work anyways so mm, yeah. so do something which actually makes a difference mm. i uh, mean so. in in climate tech it's kind of obvious there is a massive yeah. problem and if you yeah. solve a small part of it uh, you're kind of on a winning side already or we are all in the winning side to to yeah. to be fair yeah. Um, but they're also like understanding the systemic change so yeah. it's understanding that uh, that uh, it's like uh, you have the energy transition you have biodiversity you have different kinds of bioeconomy and uh, circular economy and cir- carbon circularization or, or whatever mm-hmm. so so all these uh, different elements are are inter- intertwined mm-hmm. which uh, of course is uh, like um, super hard to kind of see that you need the other parties to do this and that in order to get this and that moving mm-hmm. you know so 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 that also uh, of course increases the challenge and why why it's uh, is so difficult to solve mm, absolutely uh kind of slowly starting to wrap up uh, uh looking into this uh, 2022 what are you looking f- most for what are, what's your kind of the big expectation for this new year Uh, so so this year i'm uh, basically looking at two things so so one is we are still very much uh, in hella ventures we are adding uh, new portfolio companies so we're in, in the investment period but then at the same time of course uh, we are super uh, excited about working with the uh, the startups uh, in our portfolio and helping them to grow so it's so like a dual perspective uh, which uh, which uh, i'm very much looking forward to to working on mm, good thank you so much Thank you. Thank you for listening. Uh, we will be back next week. Turn on to Nature Back podcast. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of US politics. 
the Congressional Record Daily Digest, and Electricast production. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Electric acid.